0: Echo's Box podcast is not meant to be or claiming to be a good place for therapeutic advice. The host is not a licensed therapist and is not offering any services or advice related to mental health in a professional manner. The content discussed on Echo's Box is commonly highly explicit due to the real nature of expressing honest emotions. While we don't mean to offend anyone, the reality is these discussions might be triggering to many people. Out of respect for all, please do not listen if this content isn't right for you, and forgive us if you have a poor experience. Keep your brain healthy. Hey everyone, welcome back to Echo's Box. This is episode fourteen, Ceremonial Magic. Uh, so you were just listening to me sing a cover of Divisionary by Era. If you like that kind of stuff, just a reminder, go check out my TikTok and my Instagram. It's TikTok Jones Music or just Jones Music on Instagram. All of my covers, originals, anything—it's all there. But anyway, onto the topic for today. I've got a lot of announcements that I'm super excited about that are both related directly to this topic and just related to the podcast itself so the first big one is our brand new website is now up you can now go to echoesbox.com and you will find everything related to what we're doing here at Echoesbox, box everything from the podcast the books that we got coming out the social media stuff the esoterica stuff all, all of it's there references and links and everything that you would need we have a new contact page so if you go to the contact page on echoesbox.com there's a contact form that you can fill out and you can kind of send us inquiries through that or you can reach out at contact us at echoesbox.com. That is the new email. Uh, if you send anything to the old Gmail, it'll still go there. Don't worry, it's all linked up and, and coordinated. Uh, so you can just feel free to send it there and we'll, we'll get it either way. Any kind of requests or inquiries that you have, whether it's suggestions on topics, guests, or you just wanna reach out to us and ask us something, uh, those lines are open. So, yeah, that's the first big announcement. Second big announcement is the book I've been working on, Fundamental Magic, is now complete. I've just ordered uh, my proof copies for it. They'll be here in a couple of weeks. And as long as those come out okay and as they're expected, we're going to move forward from there. So, it should be up for pre order very, very soon. So, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about all that. I hope it, it kind of goes along well. If not, you know, I'll tackle those problems when we get there and resolve them. But it, we're on the cusp of it. So, just keep an eye out from that, and uh, that you know, of course follow us on on all our social medias, and check out EchoesBox.com, and you'll know when it comes out. Um, so yeah, Fundamental Magic is a book that is about ceremonial magic, which is our topic for today. So that's how everything's kind of tied in, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the podcast. I'll uh, kind of talk about what that book's about a little bit more if you haven't kind of figured it out by now, if, especially if you're you're new and this is the first episode you're jumping in on. I'll give you some more context, but. I want to talk about ceremonial magic because I've hinted at it a lot in other episodes of the podcast as a, a practice that I do. That kind of helps me with my mental health, helps me just in life in general. And I want to talk about how I got started in it. You know, why did I even pick this practice up? What is all this weird shit? Uh, you know, what is, what even is it? Uh, stuff like that. So, uh, if you've never heard of ceremonial magic before, consider this your primer, and it's going to come with a little backstory as well. So you kind of know where I'm coming from on this as well. So yeah, um, how I got kind of started is a really long story that um, is founded in a lot of the other issues that I've talked about in other topics on the podcast that I've dealt with. So a, a couple of years ago now, it's, you know, it's been way more than that. These years are flying by. Um, I, I've pretty much lost everything. Um, I, I didn't lose everything all at once. It was kind of slow and steady path and, and in a way, that's good because I was able to lose some things, gain some things back and then lose some more things and rinse and repeat. And in a way it was a cycle of kind of cleaning my life out. Uh, and in some ways I'm still going through that cycle and figuring some of these things out, but I lost, uh, my partner. I had to remove all my roommates that were my, some of my close friends. A lot of my friends fell off the face of the planet. People got sick because of the pandemic. Uh, detached from my family a lot of stuff kind of happened all at once and it was very painful Um, so one of the key things though was after losing my relationship that was a big hold on uh, some stability I had in life I I really relied on my partner for a lot of things like I said we kind of had a codependent relationship that ended up not being healthy so it's almost for the best that that everything happened the way it did but before she left uh, while we were still kind of being friends or, or trying to maintain some kind of friendship she introduced me to the show, The Midnight Gospel. Uh, both of, both her and I were big Pendleton Ward fans. We loved Adventure Time. We loved shows like that. Um, and I guess she just stumbled upon the show and was like, dude, I think you might like this. And uh, shortly after that, we stopped kind of associating with each other and talking. It, it didn't really go quite as expected. Um, we did talk a little bit more and caught up a little bit after that before she moved halfway across the country. That was a whole thing. Uh, but the cool thing about The Midnight Gospel is it is a show that really broadened my horizons. I didn't understand what it was all about um, because I had never heard of Duncan Trussell before. I'd never seen his podcast. Uh, and the, the content of the show didn't really click with me that it was all kind of deeper in some respects until I kind of traced things back and really paid attention to what was going on. And when I did that, I realized that, yeah, I mean, this is a funny little cartoon. It's got plenty of good comedy and it's super entertaining, but it's also super insightful. A lot of the, the guests he has on there are guests from his podcast and they have really deep and meaningful conversations. And the episode that probably stuck with me the most uh, was the episode that featured Damien Eccles. And this is the, the fish guy or fishbowl episode with all the cats and stuff. It's, it's a super good episode just in and of itself. But I really used, I don't know why something stuck with me about what they were talking about in regards to, uh, ceremonial magic and and his journey. And I had never really, well, I had heard of the West Memphis three, but I had never really uh, heard, heard of it outside of like the news and stuff like that. I was kind of young when it all happened. And, um, it was like more of a almost in-class historical event when I had learned about it in school and stuff like that. But, um, Yeah, it was just a a really powerful episode to me for some reason. So I I looked into it and started to see what was up and I found Duncan Trussell's podcast and I kind of listened to the whole episode in the context of the episode itself and uh, looked into more what Damien was all about, see if it was like just some weird guy doing stuff or if this was actually somebody somewhat trustworthy who was uh, making a difference out there in the world. And turns out it was. Um, So... I found Amy Nichols and I kind of dived down that rabbit hole for a bit, but I didn't really do anything with it, right? I just kind of was like, oh, okay, this is an interesting character. Here's some knowledge about the world and some insightful perspectives on uh, how to kind of get out of bad situations and take control of your life in some ways. And uh, from there, I kind of listened to more of Duncan Trussell's podcast and also listened to or watched a lot of the Midnight Gospel till I was done with it. Um, and I even stumbled across Jason Louv, which was another uh, guest. He was the the bird uh, in kind of like the Life Link episode where they're in the prison. And uh, I stumbled across his work as well. And everything was just kind of like pointing towards ceremonial magic for me. It's like, okay, wh- what is this stuff? So I decided to pick up High Magic, which was Damien Echols' first book. And I started reading through it, and I was like, man... This shit is whack. What what's going on here? But you know, I was in a, a really low point in my life, and I was looking for any answer. Everything I was trying wasn't working, and I had I had tried to go back to my old roots. That seemed stale. I had tried to um, just do different practical things through therapy and and different emotional affirmations and stuff like that. But nothing was sticking. I hated doing it. I had to have, motivation to get into it. And I'm a, I'm a driven person, but even in, even a driven driven person in their lowest states is not going to have the same drive that they always did. Um, so knowing that, that I have good capabilities and discipline and stuff like that, I said, all right, well, let's stick to it. Let's see what this, this weird stuff is. Right. And what's really cool about high magic is it doesn't throw you right into ceremonial magic. That'd be crazy. Uh, there's a reason it doesn't do that because it's, it's complicated. It gets really weird, um really fast if you don't have good fundamentals. If you have good fundamentals, it's actually really easy to to get to the next thing and Damien does an excellent job teaching all these things. Um so what it really did introduce me to was meditation. I had already started doing mindfulness meditation as kind of like a way to uh focus my brain and and try to have pause during my day so I wasn't thinking about the pain so much all the time, but it was really really difficult because I I was meditating without purpose i didn't really have any other reason to meditate other than to try to escape and at the time i was escaping with uh, various substances as well so it was like it it didn't matter to me which which way worked as long as something worked to give me an escape but i didn't want to escape i wanted to grow and i thought meditation was supposed to help me grow and it it really wasn't um but high magic kind of introduced me more to what the purpose of meditation is in a lot of ways. And so I kind of kept at it. I, pra- I continued to practice mindfulness for, for well over a year. Um, and at some point along the way, I started practicing the exercises within high magic as well. So I didn't really get quite to the ceremonial magic type stuff. I just did the meditation and then I uh, moved along into some of the energy work practices. I moved along into some of the the thought exercises and even some of the meditations that were provided, the 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 book teaches these ideas of lunar and solar meditation, which are just different meditations that you want to do at different times of day. And you change your focus point, whereas like in mindfulness, you're really paying attention to the body and the breath and and, you know, letting thoughts come and go in these lunar and solar meditations. You're focusing on uh, the sun and the moon and visualizing you just being in sunlight or being in moonlight and feeling what that energy feels like, like feeling the rays of the sun or imagining your aura and stuff like that. And at the time, these were very abstract concepts to me. I didn't really uh, identify really well with the idea of an aura or the idea of energy, but I did it anyway. I really was like, all right, we're doing this because we need to try anything. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And that, that's one of the really neat things that I liked about Damien it works. Everybody does magic all the time, whether you call it that or not. Every time you step through your day and think of something and then do it, that is magic, just like anything else. And that's the most simple form of it. So just existing, you're, you're doing magic. Every breath you take, every thought you have, uh, every way you direct and focus your, your intention, that's you directing and focusing energy into something, even if it's just emotional or mental uh, energy in those capacities, it's, it's still magic. That's what magic is. And so I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, if these things produce a certain outcome, then that's testable. So therefore I can be like, all right, well, I'm going to do this lunar meditation and, uh, think of a goal or an intention that I want to set during it and just do it. And it'll either have that outcome or it won't. Um, and, what i was able to find because at the time a lot of my focus was just trying to relieve myself from from the pain i was in i saw that i was able to pause the pain by doing the practices um and that made me realize hey there's something to all this something is working so i kept moving and i got up to what's known as the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram or the lbrp um, once I got there, I was kind of fully immersed into ceremonial magic. Things started to click a little bit. Um, I had already done a lot of the exercises like the middle pillar, sign of silence, and other, other little tools, uh, that kind of lead up to the, the components that create the LBRP, a cobalest cross. There's just, there's a whole lot of different, like, I guess you call them mini rituals. Some, the, some aren't really rituals in and of themselves uh, so much as they are like, uh, Meditations or practices or focuses that build into a larger ritual. Some of them are rituals. They're just like small rituals all on their own. Um, but all a ritual really is in magic is a meditation that has a formula to meet a goal. So when we think of a ritual, we, uh, we can think of two things. Uh, one may be a ritual like how, uh, what your day-to-day is, what's your morning ritual, for example. You get up, maybe you make a cup of coffee, have some cereal, and you go to work every single day. It's a routine. It's a ritual for you. That's one way I think of it. Another way people think of it is like crazy sacrifices with candles and all kinds of crazy things. And uh, I guess in some ways, those both of those things are kind of rituals, but in ceremonial magic, it's, it's neither of those. It's very meditative-like practice. But the difference between a meditative practice and ceremonial magic is the intention and the goals. And in ceremonial magic, you're not just meditating for the sake of meditating. You're doing specific actions in a state that is similar to meditation um, to achieve a certain outcome. So at some point I started doing Zazen because Zazen meditation was taught by uh, some of Damien's uh, books. I can't remember if it certain Angels and Archangels or High Magic, one of the two, but I kind of paused at the LBRP and was like, all right, well, Meditation has helped me a lot in grasping these ceremonial magic concepts. So let's move on to Zazen. Let's move on then the prison cell meditation which is another one that, that he teaches. Um, and I just did those. I did those for months and months pretty much like a whole year uh, of more meditations. Uh, and I didn't completely stop doing magic. Uh, I, I did uh, my normal daily rituals at, at the point I was at but as part of that I would primarily focus on meditation. So maybe I would do a middle pillar exercise to ground myself. And then I would just go and meditate for a couple hours or something like that. Um, and at the time, and this is even true now, I wasn't sleeping, wasn't eating real well. So my daily ritual of life was to basically crawl off the couch in the morning, work out, do my like morning meditation, get through my work day, do some more magic and do some more meditation and it would be that i would spend hours and hours and hours on these things um and i just kept moving and i kept growing and it got to the point where i am now where over the years i kept doing that and now my practice is pretty much just magic um i do uh there's there's meditations that are uh in the realm of ceremonial magic that i'll still do for example one one of the teachings and angels and archangels is this idea of uh angel or archangel meditation where you focus on a specific entity that corresponds with something. Say, uh, you're looking to increase your knowledge. Well, the archangel Raphael is associated with knowledge and healing and a couple other things. And so maybe you, you focus on that particular entity to uh, reach a certain goal and now you you just meditate on it and, and go from there. So now my daily ritual practice currently consists of, uh, a lesser banishing ritual, the hexagram followed by a lesser invoking ritual, the hexagram followed by an archangel meditation. Um, and then I just kind of conclude from there and I make sure I do at minimum that every day. And that's not the only magic I do, but that, that is like the bare minimum. If I do nothing else at all, that is what I do. And, um, during that process, I, uh, focus on the different goals and things that I want to achieve. So I will, uh, especially when i'm invoking i'll invoke raphael and i'll uh ask him to kind of assist me with victory in overcoming obstacles and achieving goals to increase my knowledge to uh increase my my wisdom and to uh, provide healing and then with michael i'll um ask for power strength and protection and help me to protect others just as he protects me with gabriel i'll ask for love kindness and more healing mentally and physically and ask to be sure that I am loving and kind to others just as, as Gabriel is to me. And then with Uriel, I'll ask for increase in wealth in all aspects of life, not just financials, just to be a wealthy human being, which in, of course ideally would include that. Uh, it would help a lot in life to have some money, you know, that helps everybody. Uh, and also increase divination. And then I also do Damien's practice where I incorporate Metatron and Sandal above and below. Uh, and I incorporate Metatron for focus and uh sandal fawn for grounding so i kept moving right so so this is how far along i am in my practice and and i'm going from there and i'll kind of uh talk about uh my next steps a little bit further on in this episode but i'm spouting a lot of weird spiritual stuff talking about angels and weird stuff So, so what are these concepts even so even if you're not a very spiritual person um and, and you don't really believe in any of these things it's fine that's one of the most beautiful things about magic is because i didn't really believe in a lot of these things to begin with i i came from a background where i had considered myself a christian but i had long deconstructed my religion even before starting this practice but i was kind of lost and i still had a, di- a lot of different worldviews. uh but i did kind of have a natural kind of spiritual connection i believe there was something more to the world than what we can observe naturally And I think that's just an observable truth, or I guess a non-observable truth. You can't know what you don't know. And it's complicated. This is why we have debates and arguments over this kind of stuff in the world. Um, But that's beautiful because uh, you can even be somebody who's completely agnostic or atheist and still do ceremonial magic. You can go through these formulas. And even if you're like, uh, all right, angels don't really exist, but I'm gonna sit here and do the practice and invoke all these angels and do the things, you'll still get the same outcome. Um, because at bare minimum it is a reflection of your consciousness angels are a reflection of your outer consciousness and even working with uh, what we would call demons or goetic spirits are uh, a reflection of your internal consciousness and so you want to kind of work with both these entity entities at, at some point in time if you're doing a practice like this uh, just to balance your yourself and become whole and and, and work with these things and um it's it's complicated because like angels aren't exactly what you would think when you think of maybe abrahamic religions and christianity ceremonial magic does derive a lot of the symbolism from western ideology um but angels are very different than what you may have thought growing up and then the same with demons demons aren't these evil spooky things that you know we see on tv where They come and they possess people and do all this kind of stuff. That's not not what those are. Now, those entities do exist in the realm of all magics. uh, And we do still call them demons uh, in some ways. But those are completely different things than uh, goetic spirits, which is a whole other rabbit hole. And and I'm not going to dive too deep into that because this isn't a whole episode on different concepts and hermeticism and and magic and all this kind of other stuff. Uh, But just to kind of illustrate an idea that there are these weird fucking concepts that people are probably going to be obtuse to if they start learning about ceremonial magic. Cause it's, it's almost a deterrent, right? Like if you're coming from a place where, where especially if like a religion like Christianity or, or, or Judaism or Islam r- rubbed you the wrong way, you're going to see these references and these symbolisms and you're going to be like, Ugh, no, I don't believe in this crap. Um, and that's, that's totally valid I, at one point in time. I would agree with you. Um, but that's cool because you don't. You can be the most advanced practice practitioner of magic and still not really believe, so to speak, in these entities so much as you are interacting with a formula and gaining a certain result. So you can at least acknowledge the energy transference that is there, the correspondences that are there, and the focus. And even if you just think it's all in your head and all in your own psyche, if it gets you to the end goal, who fucking cares? Um, so that's, that's something that's really beautiful about magic to me is cause it doesn't matter what you believe or think it's, it either works or it doesn't and it makes it worth trying. In my case, it was. So what did I learn from all this, right? It's cause, cause I'm over here talking about all the, these different concepts saying, oh, well, it either works or it doesn't. Well, what worked for me and what did I get out of it? Um, well for me, all of it worked, <laughs> um, and that was kind of surprising because I was expecting some stuff not to work. Some, some stuff I've, I've seen accounts doesn't work for some people. Some people have to modify some things in a way that works for them and their life and the way their mind works. But for me, it all kind of worked out of the gate. Um, so what I learned first and foremost, which I think is the most powerful thing, Jason Louve teaches this uh, pretty heavily as well, is, is that I, I learned that I am now in total control of how I respond to life. Um, and I've mentioned this in episodes before, but I get to choose how I respond to anything that occurs in life. I am now responsible for, uh, how my life goes completely. Like, don't get me wrong. External things will impact your life. People will be mean to you. Uh, things won't go your way. Life will attack you and impact you in different ways, both positively and negatively. Um, But even in those cases where it's not your fault, you are still in control of how you respond to those situations and how you handle them. And you, as as an individual, probably by default would fall into kind of the typical pattern of, you know, if something bad happens, you wallow in it. Um, as a ceremonial magician, if you do that, you're not living up to your own standards. So it's kind of like you're you're placing yourself up on a in an even higher pedestal, which is kind of the whole point is you're trying to grow. And so so where you have to change your perspective is, all right, I could sit here and wallow in this, or I can respond to this in a brand new way that brings about a different change and a different impact. So if somebody uh, makes fun of me, or maybe. Uh, even more severe, somebody dies, how do I handle that? How do I respond? Do I sit and wallow in the pain or do I take action to make a positive change and move forward in a way that is going to achieve the things that I want to achieve? And so now I've got no more excuse. I've got these tools that help me do exactly that. I get to respond how I want to respond and make the outcome what I want it to be even when uh, a stone is thrown my way to block my path. So that that's probably the most powerful thing I learned is, is being in control of how I respond. And that doesn't mean don't feel your feelings. You know, it's still important to acknowledge, Hey, this hurts or Hey, this sucks or Hey, this is good. Or Hey, this is bad, whatever it is. Um, but you also get to make your next move whatever you want it to be. And that's true. Whether you practice magic or not, that's just something I learned. I took away from it. You don't need magic to know that I'm telling you that you can do that without magic. Uh, I say without magic, but remember we all do magic. That is magic in and of itself. Taking that, that responsibility and that control that, that that's magic. It's the same thing. Um, it's, it's just not what a lot of people may call it. And and a lot of self-help things or, or meditation or spiritual kind of channels that you may, uh observe or see on social media or whatever reading a book will probably uh, have this piece of advice in there it is a very powerful thing that i think is good for people to learn you know you are in control of your life you get to control how you respond to life you can't control everybody else you can influence people you can uh talk to people and try to change their mind and their actions but ultimately they're going to do what they're going to do and you don't control it there's a big difference between influence and control you're not a puppeteer you're just another individual who maybe can influence the thoughts of another individual Um, but sometimes that won't work in your favor what you can do though is influence your or is is control your own thoughts not influence you can do more than influence yourself you can completely control your own thoughts and actions and how you respond to things so even when somebody doesn't quite respond the way you would expect, well, now you can kind of change things up and and figure out what you want to do next. So that is the most powerful thing I learned. That's why I harped on it for so long here. Um, The other thing I learned is I found pause and I found peace in the pause. So what I mean by that is all the times where I go and do my daily work, um, I'm able to pause and let go of everything. And it is so peaceful. It is the only time... Where I get any peace and it's not complete freedom from the mind. Mind you, I have to, uh, it's part of the practice. I have to clear my mind initially to begin doing the work. So it can be hard if I'm going into it, feeling anxious or sad or depressed, like my emotions are still there. I'm still a human being, but once I'm in it, I'm not worried about that anymore. If the intrusive thoughts come in, I'm equipped to move them along and say, nope, not right now, I'm doing this. This is what I want to do. And there's peace in that. And then that is the pause. Um, I also gained a brand new perspective on how the world operates. Various different belief systems. I deconstructed whatever I thought I knew along the way as I learned more and more things. And just completely reframed my mindset. Because I get to... I was already a pretty big uh, theology nerd whenever I did kind of subscribe to Christianity. Um, And what magic allowed me to do was be like, all right, not only are you going to be a giant theology nerd still about all this stuff that you knew but you're going to do the same thing for every religion that you can get your hands on every religion that exists and see what applies to your practice now and see, see the similarities and differences, see what the common goals are. And it's just fun. It's a good history lesson. It's a good perspective shifter. Uh, It's just very insightful because I don't have to believe in any of it, but I can kind of take what I need uh, and take what makes sense and take what's observable or try things. Even if I don't believe them, give them a shot, see, see if it works out and maybe change uh, my beliefs. It's its just a mindset of not being obtuse to change and not being obtuse to new ideas. You're, you, it's just eye-opening. And it's a very, I think, uh, powerful way to live life. Uh, just being open to different ideas and perspectives, even if they seem really, really good or or really, really bad. Just being aware of them and knowledgeable is is a whole new mindset that I've had to shift my brain into. It's not easy i um, not perfect by any means, but uh, it, it, it's something that I enjoy about my brain now. And I don't enjoy a lot of things about my brain. So that's saying something. Um, and the other huge thing I learned is that magic works. Whether you believe in all the weird shit or not, like I said, it, it, whenever I do these rituals, I can trust that the outcome is going to happen. It may not be how I expect it to happen but I don't have to really worry about if I'm going to be okay or not. I just have to put in the work and the rest will come. It, it works. I don't know how it's put to you. The shit works. You just try it for yourself and it will either work or it won't. That's the same thing I was told and it worked for me. Um, and if it doesn't work for you, I have, uh, I have uh, another avenue for that um, because magic isn't necessarily for everyone. Uh, it's not something everybody aligns with. And we'll talk about that a little bit. But first I want to talk about kind of what's next now, now that you know where I came from, where I'm at and what I learned, uh, what am I doing with all this next? Well, after practicing all these years, I wrote a book. Uh, so I've hinted at that for, for I think a couple episodes now, and it's all over the TikTok and stuff. Uh, my book fundamental magic is going to be out very, very soon. Uh, hopefully I'll have another episode just before it's out, uh, just to talk about how the proofs came out and kind of go through that with everybody. But, um, yeah, this book is exactly about all the things that actually worked for me and brought me to where I am now. And it's very heavily influenced by books like high magic, by books like angels and archangels and by teachings from Jason and Damien and other teachers, uh, all all over the place i mean even plenty of classic references to golden dawn stuff israel cardi all that kind of stuff um it's the fundamentals so one of the things i really liked about high magic is it was a really good fundamental book but what i noticed as i went through is i was left with a lot of questions and a lot of the times those questions were answered by damien's next book which great marketing on his part um so uh the my big thing though is that because magic isn't for everybody it doesn't necessarily align with everybody um and some people may struggle with it uh or not be able to identify with it i I want them to be able to try it for free and so i was like okay well let me put my perspective on it there aren't enough works of modernity that are really Accurate and insightful the same way Damien's are so I want to contribute the same way Damien did because he was a very inspiring teacher And so that's what fundamental magic is is I cover every single thing that I would consider a fundamental we go from uh, The basics of visualization just what it is as a concept going into energy work, then we go into uh, actual some of the fundamental rituals and cover a couple of those. And I build the blocks up all the way up into the LPRP. And then we even go into the lesser invoking ritual, the pentagram, and we even go beyond that. So I I talk about different natural magic practices, uh, different correspondences regarding the planets, regarding uh, uh, different um, herbs, crystals, anything like that, that might be of interest to anybody who wants to incorporate different tools but I also teach the uh, empty hand technique, which is the same technique Damien teaches. And the idea is that if you're dropped on nylon butt naked, you can still do all these things. You don't really need any of the tools. But uh, as I practice along the way in my own personal uh, journey, I found that some of these tools and ideas are really helpful. And especially with working with other people who consider themselves witches or other ceremonial magicians or, or or Thelemites or, or any any other practices that i encounter with people on the way i learned a lot and so i incorporated those things into my practice and this book adds those to it so it just adds even more steps and more tools to hopefully help you kind of jump off from there and then of course i go into deeper practices and talk about the uh I, well i completely cover the the hexagram rituals at least the lesser ones um and then i kind of springboard you off from there and saying all right you now have everything you really, truly need. These are all the things that have put me in a position where I don't really need books other than as a reference. I don't really need a teacher other than to gain uh, more knowledge on concepts that I may not know. But as a practice, like if I uh, were to continue now and never read another book, I would continue to grow, which is really cool that I'm able to say that. Um, because I've reached a point now where, as I'm practicing, I'll put two and two together. Uh, I, in fact, recently, like Damien calls them downloads, uh, where maybe you'll get a thought of an idea on something that you've never seen before, or have a really crazy, almost miraculous spiritual encounter. You're like, "This is some weird bullshit." Am I hallucinating? Uh, and you're not, or maybe you kind of are. Who really knows? Uh, but um, I've I've received some of those as well, where I'll be like driving down the road. And then all of a sudden a new concept will hit me. Like, wow, one of the concepts that hit me when I started working with the entity, uh, known as Ambriel, it's the, the archangel over communication. Uh, they disseminated to me a ritual that I call stasis, which is basically takes the formula of the LBRP and the, uh, banishing ritual, the hexagram and, uh, puts them into a meditative state. Well, actually it combines it with archangel meditation as well. And you basically visualize all the same symbolism, uh, but in a way that grows energy into you and, uh, you're able to kind of disperse it and put yourself in a stabilized state. That's what it does for me. And so it's like, I'm able to gain these, these kind of information. And that's what it feels like. It feels like some external entity has communicated something to you, but, Also, you could chalk it up to, oh, well, I know these formulas, like I know the formula for the LBRP, I know the formula for the LBRH, I know the formula for the middle pillar, and I know the formula for Archangel Meditation. So what can I do with that? And you build a whole new ritual from that that works wonders. And so it's like all of these things. That's what's really cool about the formulas of ceremonial magic is they build on top of each other, and one thing to the next uh, until you get to what you would need. Now, that's not to say that I know everything. I don't. I obviously have a lot more to go through. And even just listening to Damien's teaching, I know where I need to go next. Uh, And I know what I'm looking for next. But I would not be stunted if I lost everything today and was dropped off on an island, right? And that's what fundamental magic provides. It's providing the same things that work for me to get me to this particular point. Um, So that way you can kind of take your jump from there and be confident in your own practice and keep moving. So that's fundamental magic. And I really am excited and I hope it helps a lot of people. And the biggest thing, kind of like I alluded to, is that it'll be pseudo free so obviously uh, I put a lot of work into it I would like to be compensated for it it took a lot of life and energy out of me Uh, so if you'd like to buy a hard copy of the book that will be available but uh, if you don't know what this is and this all sounds really sketchy and weird to you but you still kind of want to peep into it well the PDF copy will be 100% free and you're welcome to try it out and I take no offense to that. I want the information to be, f- be completely free. If you want to help support, definitely buy a copy but if you just want to dabble and see what's up or even if you don't have the funds to do so, that's why it's free. I want I want people to be able to help themselves and grow uh, regardless of, of anything else and then also if it doesn't work for you, I want you to be able to put it down without complaining that you wasted your money on something because I got lucky and it worked for me. So I didn't waste, I don't feel like I wasted any money on, on any of the things that I bought and read. Um, but just, I just want to challenge the status quo. I want to put out more work in modernity that supports these great authors and these great teachers. Um, and, and it's just work that is both inspired by and like theirs and, uh, contributes to a greater cause where necessary, but hopefully in, in a way that pushes the envelope a little bit more. So that's, that's, One thing that's next. The uh, the other thing is, from here I am gonna keep growing. So I've read as far as uh, uh, magic specifically goes. Obviously, there's a lot more books unrelated directly to magic that are like biblical or or other religions that I've read. Uh, But specific to ceremonial magic, I have kind of identified myself as a thelemite. I don't really strictly. uh, I'm not religious, (laughs) so I don't really want to say that I prescribed a religion, but if I had to pick one, it would be Thelema. Um, and I really do agree with the the core message of do it thou wilt" is the whole of the law. Um, and uh, the rest of it is kind of just fun to me. Uh, so I don't take it too seriously, but uh, I did read, you know, the entirety of the book of lies and the book of the law. Um, and those are just Fun, I guess and it, it was after I'd already well established myself in the ceremonial magic so none of the concepts were confusing that's something else I'll say is reading books like high magic or like fundamental magic when it comes out are going to be fantastic uh, palate cleansers that will get you in correctly. Uh, so that way, when you do go read these ancient books, uh, they're not really that old, but in terms of how they're written and, and the riddles and, and the metaphors, everything's written in, you'll be able to understand them completely because we we broke out of that, all the bullshit basically. So, all right, all this verbiage is dumb and bullshit. Here's what's actually going on. So now when you go back and read them, you're like, oh, that metaphor was this thing that I already know how to do. And you're able to piece things together so that me reading those uh, Alistair Crowley books after I had already established practice was one of the a key point in having clarity and being able to go through those things. Uh, and also if you happen to have a background studying uh, religious or esoteric texts to begin with, that helps too. And that helped me a lot. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I read, read book of lies, read the book of the law. I read high magic and I'm uh, I, I've also read the majority of majority of angels and archangels. I'm letting a friend borrow that book right now because I, I felt that I needed to pause my practice where I was at. I needed to really reinforce where I was at and keep repeating what I'm doing now over and over again and let this friend kind of begin to grow until they are done with the reference. And then when I get it back, I'll pick up where I left off. So in the meantime, I'm actually reading Empire of Angels by Jason Louvre and That's more of a biographical account of John D's life. John Dee is one of the primary contributors to um, Enochian magic, um, which is uh, the ancient language of the angels or so it's claimed. Um, It's not really a book on magic. It's not instructional. It's more of a, 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 like I said, a biographical account, but it's still very, very insightful in providing historical context for how the Enochian system came about. And I'm about, a little over, I would say 80% done with that book. And it's it's been a very fun read, and I can't wait to finish it, um, but I'm, I'm doing that. And then once I'm done with that, like I said, I'll, re- I'll resume Angels and Archangels. And then I'll move on to Damien's latest book, Ritual. I already have it on my shelf. Uh, it's more of a grimoire. It's it's a lot of practical rituals and stuff. So for me, it'll be like a an addition to my practice. I'll be able to add more rituals into my tool belt that I'll wanna try. Um, and so after I do all that, I've got a plethora of other books that I'll tackle to help myself grow. I've got The Magis, which is one of them that's a, a classic one that's, that's pretty pretty old and uh, still has a lot of goodies in it. That'll be easy for me to read now that <laughs> that I've got this background. And I'll even read some some of the traditional Crowley and Golden Dawn text stuff. And then once I'm done kind of going through all that, we'll, we'll go from there. I'll either read more books or maybe go get some teachings whenever Jason or... Uh, or Damien are doing some more formal stuff if I feel like it. But uh ideally, by the time I'm done with all that kind of stuff, I'll be well-equipped with anything I would actually need. The rest is just because I would want to go do it, not because I need the, the knowledge per se, because I would want to uh hear it out of the mouths of other people who are also experiencing it and see if I can gain any other nuggets from personal experience because... That's what Echo's box is all about too. It's the shared experiences. What did you get out of it? What What is your take? What is your perspective? And how did, how did that affect you? Were you able to change anything in ways that were uh, powerful for you and insightful and impactful for you? So, yeah. Um, but that is ceremonial magic for you. Specifically you, the listener that I'm talking to right now. Um, like I said before... It's not for everyone. It requires a lot of discipline. It it requires a desire to take responsibility for how you go about your life. You cannot avoid that if you're going to be a ceremonial magician. You have to take responsibility for your actions. You have to take control of how you respond to things and be responsible for that for yourself. Um, So not everyone's going to align with this path, Um, but while it may not be for everyone, it is a path anyone can take. It is open to all. It's not restrictive. This is not in no way, shape, or form saying, yeah, you probably shouldn't do this if you're like this or that. No, it doesn't matter who you are or what you think. It It's open to everybody. You're please try it. I would want you to try it. I'm just also saying that if it doesn't quite fit you and you don't like it, that's totally okay too because it's not the only path. I'm not going to sit here and tell you like, oh, you have to do this or you're never going to be an enlightened individual. This is the only way to... No, that's some bullshit. There are about 100 different paths you can take that all achieve the same goal and some fit better for other people's mindsets than than others. Uh, And ceremonial magic just may not be one that you like and that's totally okay. But you are open to try it. It's open for people of all walks of life and all backgrounds. Everybody from your most staunch atheist all the way to your most devout uh, Taoist, Christian, Buddhist, whatever you want to claim to be, it's for you. Everybody does magic. (laughs) You just may not call it that. And even when you do another practice, they may not call it magic, but they'll call it something else. And that's okay too. Like it's still magic and it's also whatever they call it. It's a synonym. Welcome, welcome to, uh, concepts of linguistics. Um, but yeah, there, there's so many other paths just like ceremonial magic and you just find what suits you best. It could be secular or spiritual. Um, the ideals that I would look for though, if you're interested in in having the outcomes that I've had and that I've experienced, uh, would be to look for practices that also kind of talk about those same outcomes, talk about how to be in control of your life, that talk about finding peace in the pause, that talk about uh, perspectives on how the world operates and, and trusting the outcome of, of making changes in your life and, uh, and just being in control and growing, finding growth. If any practice that you can find has those ideals, Go for it, because it's probably going to lead you to the exact same thing that I've been led to. Um, so, you know, whether it's Taoism, Hinduism, Buddhism, all all those sp- paths specifically have very similar elements. There's even chaos magic, which Jason Lou is a great teacher. Go check out magic.me. Um, chaos magic is, uh, I like to say, sometimes ceremonial magic on steroids. Uh, it's just uh, a more free-flowing form of it, but it's not really unstructured, even though... The name of chaos might imply it uh, to be so. Um, chaos magic is super cool. It's not that. That's a great example where chaos magic's not for me personally, but I still love it. I love the ideals of it. It's it's something that's very beautiful. So that's another another path. Uh, there's tons of pagan practices out there uh, that also incorporate aspects of of ceremonial and natural magic, and they're just all over the place. There are so many so many paths out there that achieves all the goals and sometimes some of the goals in the exact same way um you just need to orient yourself and put in the work that part doesn't change all of the paths are going to require you to put in the work and be disciplined um but yeah that that's kind of how i got in ceremonial magic that's what it's all about uh, it's just about changing your life and There are some deeper things to it. Um, There's concepts like your true will and the great work. Um, And these are just ideas of achieving what may be traditionally known as a path to enlightenment, maybe in Eastern traditions, if you're more familiar with those. Um, But it's all about the path you choose to take there. You can practice ceremonial magic for completely different reasons that are that don't have anything to do with some kind of higher purpose if you want to. Um, Personally, I kind of stick to the traditional path uh, in a, well, I can't say it's truly the traditional path. I I stick to a modern version of the traditional path, but my goals are the same as most of the traditional paths. I just have a a more modern understanding of what that means to me. Um, So yeah, that's that while there are deeper things to it, it's really what you make of it. Um, And if you're interested more in any of that, Keep an eye out for fundamental magic. And in the meantime, I of course highly, highly recommend Damien Eccles and Jason Lou's teaching. They have wonderful free videos on YouTube. They've got books out. Magic.me is a course taught by Jason Lou And please go support Damian Eccles and his his uh, current battle with all his legal proceedings. They've been breaking a lot of ground trying to uncover who actually committed the murder of the what uh, during the West Memphis 3 stuff. Um, the DNA evidence. It's, it's been a whole thing. I'm not one uh, that who's an expert to talk about any of it, but um, I definitely am a strong supporter of Damien and uh, would encourage you to go read into it more and uh, follow him and show him some love and support wherever you can. He's somebody who saved my life, man, with, with all the, the teachings and just putting himself out there and uh, I'm here now and I'm a better person than I was. I'm a completely different person than I was. You know, I started talking about where I came from at the start of all this. That person doesn't exist anymore. They're dead. Um, and I am now who I am now. And eventually this person in some ways will be dead. And uh, I'll grow into something more because of all this, which is awesome. That's not a negative thing at all. We, growth and change for positive things to become more of who you should be. That's magic. So that, as above, so below. And I hope you grow to amazing heights that you never thought possible.